Sometimes the truth is plain to see. It's right in front of you. I call them black swans in a pond. Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. I wanted to share with you some words that actually resonated with me. I like to do this because, you know, people write about their experiences. And when I see things that kind of touch me, make me understand my situation better, I want to share them with you. And it goes like this. I know I stayed with you longer than I should have. I stayed because it hurt me so much to watch you turn into a selfish, cruel, manipulative, abusive, narcissistic monster. So I stayed and waited, hoping and praying that you'd somehow go back to the person you were when I first met you. But I was in denial, and now I'm away from you, and the fog has lifted. I realized the person I first met was fake, and the monster you became is the real you, and will always be the real you. Think about those words. Because this is why people like you and people like me hang in there. We, we idealize the good times that we had. I want to share with you an incident that happened to me this past weekend when I was with my wife of over 21, or excuse me, 20 years. We were married for 20 years and we've known each other for almost 22. Seems like a lifetime. Because it is. So black swans in a pond. What is a black swan? A black swan traditionally represents evil in some form or fashion. But in this case, it is actually uh, a term that somebody named Chris Voss, who is a FBI hostage or a former FBI hostage negotiator, writes in his book. Look him up. Chris Voss, V-O-S-S. And he's not writing about narcissists or cluster bees, but what he's talking about, he, he talks about the art of negotiation and he brings up something called a black swan. A black swan is when somebody reveals some information to you that they may not be necessarily wanting to do, but you, you see that, that kernel of information, it gives you an insight for years. I have wondered why my wife married me. I really do. I've I've, I've been thinking about that. I've been pondering that. When you come out of the fog, you start to look at different things and you start to try to understand not only your partner, your relative, somebody who you believe has a cluster B personality disorder, but you start to question yourself. So I've been questioning why I actually got involved in this relationship. What was my part? And why did my wife marry me? Because she did not marry me because of love or the traditional aspects of why people get together and they get married. Now, my wife has been married previously. And so we were talking about ex-husbands. And she revealed to me during a conversation as we were driving, she said, you know, I married such and such because they uh, they had a really nice townhouse and they were very nice to my kids. They He bought them 
some furniture and they had some really fun times and he was always there for her kids because she has children from a previous marriage. And it dawned on me, I am that person that she monkey branched from. She was not married to her ex-husband when we got together. So this wasn't an affair, but she was very quickly out of the marriage. She was just finalizing her divorce from this man and she moved on to me. And the relationship that she was describing, the marriage and the reasons for which she got married to this man were identical to what I thought the reasons were that she married me. I was good with her kids. Um, I had a nice house and I was doing well financially. I had a good job. And she basically gave me validation as to why she married me. And it was interesting because she then asked me, well, you know, she was like, you know, she, she, we had this conversation and she's explaining to me why she had married her ex-husband and subsequently, obviously they got divorced and it provided me with tremendous amount of validation as to understanding the reasons why she married me. But then she asked me, well, why did you marry me? And I said, because I felt a very strong connection to you and I, because I love you. And what I found interesting was that she did not come back with any explanation as to why she married me, nor did she really say, Hey, you know, I really appreciate the fact that you love me, that you feel this connection. She did not reciprocate any feelings whatsoever. And what I find interesting as I relate this story to you was that for the first time in over 20 years, I wasn't hurt by her apathy. I wasn't hurt that she did not come back to me with the same feelings that I expressed to her. I wasn't hurt. I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't shocked. I didn't try to pull out from her a reaction that I wanted. I didn't say, oh, well, you know, why did you marry me? Because you know what? I didn't want to hear why. I didn't want to hear the reasoning why. Because whatever she would have said would either A, not be true, or B, be potentially hurtful. Because the response wouldn't have been something that I wanted to hear. So, Black swans on the pond. This was a black swan. She revealed to me essentially why she married me in revealing why she married her ex-husband. And there is a pattern here. And now I recognized it. I could see it. She was basically telling me that she uses people for financial gain or a financial supply, not necessarily a gain, but a supply. And she was basically telling me why she married me. Even though she was talking about another person, she was doing the exact same thing when she and I got married. And the only difference is I'm still here after over 20 years. That previous marriage did not last very long. 
But it was all about what she could get from this person, what this person was providing to her children and to her. It wasn't a, oh, I fell in love with this person. It was more so, oh, I wasn't in a good place. And so therefore, this person was nice to me and was nice to my kids. And so therefore, I married them. This is what these people do. This is what a cluster B does. And when they present you with a black swan, a black swan on a pond, where you can see things for what they truly are, you need to listen. You need to receive that information for what it is. You can't let your insecurities or your low self-esteem ignore what you just heard. And I didn't for the first time in over two decades. And I have to say that the unfortunate thing is I wasn't sitting there feeling bad about myself and feeling sorry for myself. I wasn't surprised. It was, it was freeing. It was absolution. I don't think she meant it that way. She just was being very, well, actually being quite open, which was kind of surprising. I guess she felt comfortable basically telling me the reasons for which she married this person when the same reasons apply to me. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. I always appreciate hearing from you. Please leave me a five-star review. Leave a five-star review for MyInnerTorch on whichever platform you're listening to this podcast. It helps the rankings of this podcast. And it helps reach more people because I'm hoping that my insights help not only you, but other people that you may know that are in an abusive relationship. And again, it doesn't have to be with a borderline. It doesn't have to be with a narcissist. It can be with somebody who is equally dysfunctional because most of these people are not diagnosed. This is why I talk about the fact that we are very liberal, including myself, in slapping a label on these people. The bottom line is, if your relationship is not equitable, if it's not a two-way street, if there's coercion, if there's verbal, financial, physical abuse, it's not a functional, healthy relationship. And it doesn't matter whether that person is a narc or whether that person's a borderline It doesn't matter what they do. As I said in my previous podcast is not for you. It's for them. They are people that are broken. They're people that are, that don't have an identity. They have no self value to themselves. They have to attach themselves to other people. As is the case in my wife who was looking for a financial supply and kind of a material view of things. There's no emotion there because unfortunately, as I've said before, she's emotionally retarded. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that her development was suppressed and retarded during her upbringing. And so therefore her view of relationships is very much more of a material sense as opposed to what I may be looking for an emotional connection. Because that's what we yearn for. That's who we are looking for. We are not looking for 
identity. We are looking to care for somebody. We're looking to love them. And the problem is it's not being reciprocated. It's as simple as that. New episodes uploaded each and every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're getting closer to the holiday season and upcoming podcasts will deal with that. The holiday season presents a lot of challenges to us and to the Cluster B. There are triggers. There are many opportunities to lock horns and go to war with your Cluster B. And we're going to explore that. Till next time, be well and whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch. <laughs>